In this episode, I'll answer a question about using food rewards. So many people have trouble using food rewards because their horses end up getting pushy or distracted by the treats. And it actually ends up creating worse behaviors <laughs> instead of rewarding good behaviors. So the good news is that there are steps that you can take to set you and your horse up for success. So here we go. Episode 66 of Ask Karen Anything Using Food Rewards. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. So I recently did a call out uh, to students in my video classroom uh, asking for questions for this podcast and this uh, question that I got is a question that I get very often in all diff uh, many different circumstances. So uh, I think a lot of you can relate to this. So I think I'll start just by playing the question from Christy. Hi, I have a mare who is very uh, food motivated. And a lot of times if treats are involved, she can get very pushy um, and bossy. I would like to incorporate treats and cookies into our training, but I'm struggling to know how um, to find that balance and to set those boundaries. Um, when as soon as I start giving cookies, it just kind of becomes a problem. Um, so would love any insight in, or advice on how to incorporate that into our training in a positive way with a mare who just loves her treats. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure that many people can relate to this problem. And I know this because of all the questions that I get on the subject. So, and, and anybody who's watched uh, my videos, especially in the video classroom, you'll see that I actually do use rewards, um, you know, positive reinforcement. So I don't use only positive reinforcement, but I do give my horses lots of treats. However, I do make a big effort to set myself up for success. Now, I guess first we want to say, you know, why would we give treats if it ends up causing pushiness or nipping or things like that? Well, the thing is, positive reinforcement using food can work for a lot of horses. And it's really about finding ways to thank our horses, finding ways to pay our horses well for their efforts and find ways to motivate our horses and find ways to, um, to have our horses feel like they're really glad they did that thing <laughs> that we asked them to do. You know, we, we often explore lots of ways to uh, motivate our horse with negative reinforcement or, you know, we have 
aids. Any aid is like a pressure in a way. And I have a whole podcast episode on pressure. So you can go uh, listen to that one too. But we think about leg aids. We've got spurs. Look at all the different kinds of spurs. Look at all the different kinds of sticks and bats and, you know, crops and things like that. We There's um, lots of talk about timing of using pressure and when to release. So there's often a lot of thought put into uh, those ways of influencing horses. And we need to think about the other end of, okay, well, what happens when they do it? Is it just like, you know, there, you did it. Why? Because I said so, that's why. Or can we find ways to really thank them? So commonly, the reward that we use with horses is is stopping doing what we're doing, right? So we use release. And a release and rest actually can be in a way, a reward because horses are very motivated by comfort differently than like a dog, which is really motivated by uh, praise and by food for horses because they're prey animal. uh, Being left alone is actually higher up on their spectrum of what what they like. However, if you've got a happy horse who's comfortable and feels safe, then using a reward is just uh, using a food reward uh, is a way to, like I said, to to pay them better, to thank them more, and to make them even happier that they did what they did. So it's worth looking into because I think it's a great tool to have in your toolbox. Uh, A lot of people don't put enough thought into it. Now, people who are specialized in positive reinforcement training do put a lot of thought into it. And I know that there's a lot of positive reinforcement people listening. So yay, this is, this is something we can really learn from you guys and incorporate it in. And we don't have to throw out all the babies with the bathwater. So I use all quadrants. I try to minimize the amount that I use punishment. And I try to be really wise and clever in how I use positive reinforcement, but I also use negative reinforcement. And I try to make the negative, you know, as uh, as least aversive as possible, <laughs> as little as possible, and still get the job done. So I think real life uses all these quadrants. So with that said, <laughs> we're talking about food and giving food. You know, because for every, actually for every positive reinforcement person listening, there's probably also someone listening who um, thinks or has been told to never feed your horses or give your horses treats. It will always cause bad behavior and biting. So as, as usual, the truth is in the messy middle. Uh, So that's what I want to dive into this messy middle of it's not just only give positive reinforcement. It's not just never give a treat. It's somewhere in the middle. So let's see how we can work with this. Now, right away, I want to say that I have lots of videos on exactly this subject and that will show you many of the things that I'm going to talk about on this episode. So my video classroom, uh, hundreds of videos. Uh, For those of you who are in the video classroom, when you go in there and you signed in and you're on the welcome page, look over, if you're on a desktop or laptop, look over in the right margin, you'll see a list of video labels. 
If you're looking on a phone, I think you just have to scroll down a little further. But one of the video labels is called feeding. And within that category of feeding, um, there's, let's see, right now there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine videos that come up. And those are videos that I'll specifically talk about this. You can see me demonstrating how I use food with my horses in many, many of the videos. But there's these that talk specifically to it. So I want you to know that, you know, if this doesn't quite make sense just by listening on the podcast, you can go look at these videos. So I'll just give you um, an overview of the titles uh, because I think they're going to already help you know, explain what I'm going to be explaining. So one of them is called Improving Happy Feeding Time. <laughs> so this is uh, something I'm going to talk about first is the way I teach my horses to be around food uh, happens at feeding time. So we have a very specific strategy that I use when I feed my horses. So I'll go into that. Um, so there's actually two videos on that. There's improving happy feeding time. There's strategies for happy feeding time. <laughs> uh, there's two videos called avoiding the cookie monster. And this is where I have a guest presenter who um, also is more specialized in positive reinforcement. She's a certified animal behaviorist. So she uh, does a little discussion and then she actually demonstrates really well some of the very first things that you want to do when you decide to uh, start using treats as a reward. So I'll talk a little bit about that and this. Uh, there's a video called Pressure Release Reward. And this is a video where I specifically demonstrate uh, teaching a new behavior to a horse where I use a combination of negative reinforcement and positive reinforcement. So I explain when I'm using just the negative reinforcement and use pressure and release, and then when I decide to go ahead and add a reward onto that. So I think, I think you'll find that actually super interesting. Uh, there's another video called Polite Boundaries with Food. Are you hearing a trend? Uh, there's another video called Playing with Two Horses to Help Them Get Along. Now that might not seem related, but um, I had two horses that would fight with each other and I couldn't turn them out. So I would play with them together, but one of the main sources of their fighting was around feeding time. Uh, so they would, or when the mares are around, <laughs> whenever there was a resource that they thought they had to fight over. So when I played with them together, I on purpose brought out a ton of food. I said, all right, here's the thing that's making you guys fight with each other. Well, let's come together and guess what? <laughs> you can't fight over the food because I'm in charge of the food. So I basically worked with polite boundaries around food just with the two of them together. So they couldn't fight each other. They both had to go through me. And, and by showing me good behavior and it really worked. So those two horses now can be turned out together. So super cool. What you do around food can have a very powerful impact on the general state of things. Um, let's see. Yeah. And then there's another one called pasture solutions for happy, healthy horses. Uh, and then Another one called Beginning Foundation with Cora, who's uh, a filly. Uh, she's just a yearling. And I show with her 
how I set up the good boundaries around food and with giving treats by hand so that I can use them uh, as a positive reward, you know, and have it create good behavior instead of bad behavior. So that's just an idea of what's in the classroom at the time of creating this podcast. And I got to all those videos again by logging in, looking at the video labels and clicking on feeding. Okay, so um, let's start with the, with the general uh, polite, you know, for lack of a better term, politeness around feeding time, right? So there's most horses will get fed, right? You're either going to be throwing hay or giving them some sort of food, and it's a, usually a highlight of the horse's day. So feeding time is actually a really golden moment for training. They're highly motivated. They really want what you've got. So this is a good time to make a big impression. Sometimes I'll use feeding time to when I'm working on a trick or a movement or something that's been a little difficult for the horse, you know, that's on the ground, like a school hall or Spanish walk or, you know, something that I'm trying to teach. I'll do it right before feeding time because it's like, now you get your fancy meal, not just a little carrot, <laughs> but you get the, the meal. <laughs> but here's how I do feeding time. And I think this will give you a pretty good picture of how I work around food. When it's, I have my horses turned out and then they have some feed pens. So when it's feeding time, they get some different supplements and things. So they go into separate pens. So I walk in the pasture with my buckets of food. And when I do, when it's all working, my horses all walk away from me. And I have a pole on the ground that's in front of the pens and the rule is whoever is standing at the pole with a pleasant look on their face gets to go in the pen. So I let the horses decide who gets to go first, second, third, fourth, fifth. All I know, all they need to know from me is that they get out of my way, they go to the pen or go to the pole, and then whoever's standing there, I go to their pen open, I call them by name, they stop at the doorway, put their ears up, and then they may go in. <laughs> now that might sound like, oh my gosh, that's going to take so much time. No, it actually makes things go really smoothly. They learn this really quickly and it's so easy. Now I came up with this technique because it, you, I had one horse that when I would go in with food would actually attack me and I had to bring a stick in to kind of like get them away from me. And I had been really lazy. I'm like, oh, I'll just keep pushing them away with the stick. And another trainer came by and was like, you think you should do something about that? So I thought about it and said, yeah, I should, because this was really not a good uh, thing with our relationship because he was constantly pushing me away from pushing me around to get to the food. So that was not setting a very good precedent and it was affecting our training. So I created this um, method through because of him. And now it's not a problem at all. I walk in, they walk away from me. So I start this out one at a time. And I started out away from feeding time. So an exercise that all my horses learn is to stand behind a pole while I hold a bucket of food something they like, and I shake it. <laughs> so I don't sneak around them. I don't hide the food. 
I go out there and we have a lesson. This is what we do. There's a pole on the ground. You go stand behind the pole. I'm going to shake the cookie treat, the cookie bin, until you hold. And if you hold for a split second at first is all they about they can tolerate, then I go over to them and I feed them. And so we practice that. We can also, if if your horse is too nippy at that point, sometimes we don't want to do that. So you can put it in a feed tub, you know, so one thing at a time, right? If your horse is really pushy around food, one thing at a time, let's practice standing over there behind the pole. And when you stand there politely, I'll go over with a feed tray. I'll put it on the ground. You can eat a treat out of it and I'm going to take it away. And then you got to hold again. So you start with little increments, but they, like I said, they will learn this fast. You just have to you have to decide that you're going to create better habits with your horses around food. And you've got to set the time apart to teach it to them so that they're educated and they know what they're supposed to do. And they realize that the more patient they are and the cuter a face that they give you, and the more they stand behind that pole, the more food they get. So totally a way to... Um, have them get what they want by behaving well. So set yourself some time to do this. It's so worth it. Once you have a couple, you know, one or two horses, if you've got a herd of horses, you know, do them all individually. They all learn this exercise. And then you can translate it to in the pasture and away from feeding time. Go in the pasture and work with them individually so they stand behind the pole. And then gradually, um, you can do it at feeding time. The first few times, allow yourself a little bit of extra time uh, because chances are one is going to push the other and they're going to try to barge in and you might need a friend <laughs> to help you. But I promise you, if you take the time to really do it right, the first few sessions, they will learn this really, really quickly. So already you'll have set up a general kind of guideline with them that when there's food around, they need to go away, wait, be patient, and you will call them. So you can see the video on this. This is the, you know, happy feeding time videos in the classroom. So you can actually see what that looks like. So you can get a visual and, and show how it works. So, um, Again, and now with the, I'll add on to this section with that horse that was really aggressive with me. Uh, another thing that I would do because he would push me away, he would push all the other horses away, he would drive everybody crazy. So um, even with hay. So another thing that I did around food with him was I would put all the hay out, and then as he was trying to push all the other horses away and sometimes push me away. I would go out there and I just pushed him away. I was like, I'm going to keep moving you and moving you and moving you. And even if I had to put him online, I would just do to him what he was doing to everybody else. And I did it on a day that I was in a good mood and I was feeling very patient and I could laugh when he pinned his ears and made nasty faces at me. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> that's not how we do it. And I just showed him that I could push him away. Sometimes I would put other horses online and that other horse and I would go push him away. And I would keep doing this until he would stand back. Now he already knew the pole exercise until he 
I could see him go, oh, maybe I should stand away and give her a really cute face. And when I saw that, then I would invite him in, give him the hay and leave him alone. So this is something that horses know how to do. This is horse language. They do this with each other all the time. You guys have all seen it. Put a bunch of food down, you know, put put four piles of hay in a herd of five horses and you'll see some negotiation. Put a put six piles of hay in a herd with five horses and they'll still negotiate. So if you can play this same game in a way that you show them that you are actually the one that is in charge of all the resources uh, and you look for the behavior, you know, you look for that asking nicely, waiting, and and just keep your eyes tuned because when they uh, they wait, then you bring them in. And this just made, this is my horse Atomic <laughs> who did this, and it made such a huge change in everything in our partnership and how he was to train because it he knew he couldn't push me around. All right. <clears throat> so the other thing that you can do, sort of a next level of this, is when you're out uh, doing a session, let's say you're doing some groundwork or or even riding, I will again obviously bring a bucket of treats out and I'll put the bucket of treats on the ground and I'll just play with the horse. And of course, if they're trying to like get to it, then um, there will be teaching moments. So for example, if I have a tub out with some food in it and I showed them the food, I shook it around, I let them know it was there. And now let's say I'm in the area of that food tub, but I'm asking him for a yield or a circle or a transition. If I'm having a conversation with him and in the middle of the conversation, he's like, hey, I'm going to go get that food. I'm going to just treat it the same way as if he had done anything else where he ignored me. <laughs> I would be clarifying and showing him what I really needed and resting at the right time and adding pressure at the right time. So once you've shown the horse that that bucket of food is there, now I want you to forget it's there. And the goal is that the horse can see it's there and still keep their his atten- his or her <laughs> attention on you. And when he passes it and stays fully attentive to you and does what you're asking, then stop and maybe bring the food to him or lead the horse to the food and very clearly say, and now you may have it. So again, you're Think about what you're rewarding. You want the reward to reward attention on you. Always, whether it's a distraction of a a flag or a branch or a a dog or a bucket of food. (laughs) So I think you just have to plan ahead. But this is something, again, I will make a challenge for myself. I was like, this is going to be hard because I'm going to bring this big distraction out. And I'm still going to keep my horse's attention. A lot of people who watch my videos um, comment on how I can play with my horses online on this lush grass that we have here in Florida. And they won't try to graze. And this is all part of it. I actually have sessions where if I'm asking them for something and instead of doing it, they graze. Well, I keep 
making sure that they have their attention on me. And then I will reward by saying, and now you may grace. <laughs> so there's a video on that uh, in the Habits for Excellent Horsemanship course. We actually go deep into this in the uh, horsemanship course, uh, but there's lots in the video classroom too. All right, so that's sort of the general how it's going to be around food uh, when there's food in the area or at feeding time. So that's, I think, a good prerequisite. Get that going first. Now, if you are going to be using treats and food as rewards in like a positive reinforcement way, then you're going to have to do a little bit more setup. You can still, um, if you decide to not hand feed, you can still drop your treat in a bucket and give it to the horse that way. But either way, uh, you want to set yourself up so that there's what's called like a feed, I call it a feeding position. So there's a certain position that you want your horse to be in, uh, which uh, is the is the position you'll feed. So for example, and this is shown in the one of the Cookie Monster <laughs> videos with Sharon Madeira. Uh, if I'm standing on the side of my horse, for example, and I want to give a treat, I don't want my horse necessarily like turning its head and nuzzling at me. I want the horse to be facing forwards with its head away from me so that I would need to extend my arm straight to place the treat underneath the horse's muzzle so that they can eat it. So that's the first sort of lesson that I do is I can have my treat bag and I shake the treat bag and when the horse looks away from me or straight then I you know if you're using a, a, a bridge you click or cluck your tongue or whatever it is and say you know yes <laughs> good and then feed that position so that's one of the first things you want to set up and those are the first lessons you don't give treats until you have that step done shake the bag of treats when they look away from you, that's when you give the cue, the, the verbal, sorry, not the cue, but the verbal click. <laughs> that's the, and that click is the promise that a treat is coming. It's the, it's the mark that goes, yes, right there, that thing in that moment of time. That was the good thing. So then you have time to get the treat over to them. And so in the, you'll see that in the video uh, the Cookie Monster videos, you'll also see me doing that with my Philly, um, the Cora video, foundational steps, first steps with Cora. So that's really, really handy so that you can give lots of treats and they know that when they hear that, that click, that verbal thing, then they'll go put themselves in the feeding position. And if they don't, if they start getting out of that feeding position, then you just revisit that exercise. Now, I know this might sound like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of work to do just to be able to like give my horse a cookie. Well, <laughs> for some horses, it's not a big deal. Some horses are super polite and they're cute and they're schmoochy and they, they nuzzle on you, but it's not so bad because they're friendly and they're cute and it's your horse, your rules. That's fine. But for the horses who do get nippy, who do get pushy, who do get aggressive, this is absolutely mandatory. And 
and you can do this. You know, sometimes these lessons in the beginning about how to be polite around food are, are going to make the biggest transformation in your general relationship anyway. Now, um, also I need to say for horses that are very, very nippy and bitey and pushy, uh, there might be times that you don't want to use positive reinforcement. Some horses can get really um, just sort of hyper about it and that's, they get obsessed with it. So I would check out, you can, you can do positive reinforcement with something other than food. You know, if they're itchy, that's a great one. Find their itchy spot. You can use their itchy spot uh, just, and it can be just as valuable or even more than a treat. In the video with uh, the Cookie Monster, uh, Sharon will demonstrate how you can tell if you are able to use something other than food. And so let's say you, you want to see, I wonder if I can scratch my horse's tail and have it be just as valuable. Well, go scratch your horse's tail and then stop. And if they ask you to keep scratching it and they kind of move into you, then they, they're telling you that they really like it and that might be just as valuable. All right. So hopefully you've got some now polite feeding time. And then you, um, now that you have them polite around food in general, you've gotten them polite around the imminent reward that's coming. So you, your first step in positive reinforcement is to reward the behavior of Go into the feeding position, whatever you would like that to be for your horse. I recommend that their head is on straight and um, far enough away that you have to straighten your arm to put the treat under their mouth. But it can be whatever you want. It could be take two steps backwards. So I did this with I did this with my horse Ovation, who's Ovation's like a close talker. I mean, he just he his favorite trick is to lick my face. <laughs> so he likes to come and he's just that kind of horse. He's just right on top of me. And sometimes, yes, it gets a little bit annoying. Uh, so I went through a phase where I'm like, okay, the, the feeding position is two giant steps backwards from where I am. So even if he's facing me, all right, his head's on straight. He's like, technically that's my feeding position. But when I'm in front of him, it's like head on straight, and two steps backwards away from me. So I actually have to take a couple steps to go to you. And he learned this so well that, uh, there, there was a day I was out there with all my horses and I, I think I was talking to Atomic or Hotshot or something. And I see out of the corner of my eye, I start noticing that Ovation's behind me and he's walking forward and walking back. And then I I didn't see him. So he walked forward and then he walked back again. And he's kind of back there going, you see me? Look, I'm backing up. Oh, she didn't see me. I'm going to walk forward. Then I'm going to back up again. <laughs> Every time I looked at me, just walk backwards. So I was like, yes, that's wonderful. What a great, uh, a great trick to have that he backs himself up when he wants food. I like to be able to just hold my hand up. When I hold my, when they see the palm of my hand, it means take a couple steps back. So having those kind of, um, those kind of behaviors in there. And, you know, that's a great one to have. Use a reward to reward them moving away from you and putting their ears forward. That's another thing that I'll do with my horses. When we're done with our session, I usually bring them into the barn. They go in the wash stall. 
rub them down, sponge them off, whatever I need to do. And then I go, I, they all get special treats uh, after their session. So there's a moment where they're in the wash stall, they're not tied, and I need to go in the tack room and get their little bucket of their special treats that I've made up for them. It's just like Timothy Hay Cubes. <laughs> they think it's special. Anyway, maybe some alfalfa pellets if they're lucky. So I'd say, hold. I go into the tack room and come back out. And they need to be standing on the mat, smiling with their ears forward. And that came from ovation. <laughs> I'd come out, he'd be behind there, but he'd be pinning his ears and just shaking his head at me. <laughs> Like, yo, lady, give me those cookies. I'm like, well, technically, you're behind the line, but that doesn't feel very good. So I added in that he had to put his ears up. And there were some days it was really hard for him. <laughs> it was so cute to watch him, like, struggle with himself. And sometimes he'd, like, look away, and then he'd put his ears up, and then he'd turn back towards me. <laughs> and now he knows, all right, just put your ears up, act polite. So that gets fed. Sometimes Solana would be sitting there really cute in the wash stall. She's one of my mares. And she'd be all cute and perfect. And then I'd see that as I walked to the wash stall, I'd look back out of the corner of my eye. And she was behind me, pinning her ears, pushing. And I didn't see this at first. But then my assistant pointed it out. So I'd start peeking. And I'm like, wow, she's like, she's all cute when I'm looking at her. But as soon as I turn my back, she, she like pushes me. <laughs> so I worked on that. You know, by the time I turned around, her ears would be up again, right? So she's sneaky. She's like, got to have that sneaky push. So now I know. And I peek out of the corner of my eyes. I turn around and then she put her ears back up. <laughs> and so sometimes I back into the tack room, just making sure I'm like, uh-uh. And then she's like, okay, I'll smile. So you would not believe how clever these horses are. And really, whatever we allow, they're going to do more of. Especially if they do it, and then we end up giving them a cookie. So we have to be really conscious of what behavior are you rewarding. And I have a little saying. It's called, gimme, gimme, never gets. And sometimes some horses just are in a mood. And even if they know all these things... They still feel pushy, or they actually are pushy, or they've been perfect, and then a split second later, they go, they take a nip or something. So if your horse is in a mood like that, gimme, gimme never gets. I just, nope, oh, no more treats. That's it. Done with the treats today. So it's a tool in the toolbox, and some days it's not appropriate to use that tool. And if it gets like that, then usually either they're just in a wound up state of mind or other horses were pushing them around for some reason, and now they're going to try to, <laughs> to get back on me or something. Uh, but for whatever reason, usually it's my fault. Usually I've sort of let the rules relax a little bit and okay, maybe their head doesn't have to be perfectly straight. And oh, it's kind of cute when they nuzzle my treat bag. And you know, it's not so bad until it is. So in, in my herd of my eight horses right now, um, most of them, well, let me see. Um, Jedi's always cute, so he can nuzzle and try to pick my pocket all he wants. I don't care. <laughs> He's always cute about it, and it's always very soft. Um, Hotshot is generally friendly. He won't bite. 
he gets he kind of uses his nose like a little elephant trunk though uh, so sometimes I have to kind of just get him to take a step back. Ovation is very, very cute, but he can get too close. Uh, he doesn't bite, but he just gets annoying. So he also knows that, hey, take two steps back. Natia is perfect. Natia just is perfect and lovely. And she's just the most polite thing. And she can cuddle all she wants and be as close as she wants, put her head wherever she wants, because she always just... Um, she never pushes. She always just takes it really nicely. Uh, Solana is generally good and polite with food, except for the, the times where she like behind my back, she'll push at me. So I have to watch. Uh, but food really makes her happy. And um, I've been able to use food uh, in circ certain circumstances where she's like, oh, I don't think I like this, but I can feed her and it actually makes her happy. And then she's like, oh, this isn't so bad at all. Uh, so yeah, Atomic is the one I have to really watch because he's still, he's the one I told you with the history that will still come back and he can be very, very polite with food. But if I start letting my, my, uh, standards drop a little bit, he sees that. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm like, why is he nipping again? Oh yeah. Cause I started treating him like he's Jedi <laughs> or something. So Every horse has, you know, for me, horses can have different rules depending on who they are. And, and I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, so Atomic and also uh, Cora, who's my youngster, and she's pretty self-confident. And she, at this age, experiments a little bit with what she can do and not do. So um, I'm keeping very strict rules for her because I just want her to understand this is how life is. And as time goes by and she grows up and she proves to me that she's um, sweet <laughs> and not going to get pushy, then I might relax the rules like I have with Natia. But she's got to earn that. We're going to start with, here's the rules. This is how life works. And then she can earn uh, privileges from there. Uh, one other way that I use treats uh, in a way that's not just hand feeding is the, the surprise jackpot. So I started this with Ovation uh, where if I knew he was going to be working really hard and I knew something, you know, we've been working on it. It's not so easy for him, but I'm like, oh, I think I think today's going to be the good day. Uh, I have my assistant or I go ahead of time and I, I mix up some of his special treats and I hide them near where we're going to do the session. You can also do this if a horse is um, a little bit worried in a particular area. You can, you can add something really pleasant, really a surprise, a surprise gift, <laughs> you know, so I'll have the special treats, I'll hide it in the bushes, and we'll do our session, and then uh, it goes really well, and we get to that good moment where it's like, yay, and I might release, and then I might give him a cookie, and I might jump off, and I might take off the tack, and then I lead him over, and I'm like, look, it's a cake. <laughs> yeah. If it was me, I'd be like, look, a dozen chocolate croissants waiting here in the bushes just for you because you're awesome. And he gets really happy with it. So I think there's a lot of ways that we can use food. Um, we can use food to 
help establish herd dynamics where we are a part of that herd. We can use food to get just general good behavior and to up our game as far as how much we can have our horses pay attention to us. We can use food as rewards to teach them things to make them really happy that they did it. So most of the focus of today's this episode is about to set yourself up so that you can use it for rewards. How to use it for rewards, where that's another subject with timing and stuff like that. But but really, if you've if you simply teach them to have good polite polite manners around food and when you're done with something and you really like what they did just stop and in that release moment just go you know what and you get a cookie while you're resting there I think that's a great place to start thank your horses pay them well so let me know how this goes Uh, visit the dressage naturally land facebook group and leave a comment or write a post and let me know how it goes if this has been something that's challenging for you you know did this episode help you let me know and again check out the video classroom um, and and all you have to do is search for the video label feeding and those nine videos will come up there might even be more if you're listening to this in the future <laughs> all right so that's it let me know hope it helps If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.